Poole Couch Podcast is a weekly conversation with Dr. Lakeitha Poole, a licensed professional counselor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, about all things mental health and personal growth. The Emerald Couch Podcast is the go-to pop site dialogue for self-help, good laughs, and real talk. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for seeking support from a licensed mental health professional and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. For more information about counseling and therapeutic services, or for assistance in connecting with a therapist in your area, visit our website at www.smalltalkcounseling.com. Let's start the show. still excited that the podcast is continuing to record we're on episode four um so we've gotten through the month of april um and the support has been really really great um just the feedback has been awesome to be able to hear what you guys have thought about the episodes thus far as well as even offer up some other topics that you'd like to hear so we're listening and we definitely want to make sure that you keep listening. Um, So be on the lookout for some of your ideas that you've tossed out um, on air soon. Um, If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe and you follow us. Um, So we are on both SoundCloud and iTunes. And of course, on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at Go Small Talk Counseling and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash small talk counseling as well. So like I mentioned, we are on episode four Um, It's springtime, so we made it through the month of April, and so now we're kicking off the month of May. And so during that year, um, similar to the beginning of the year, it's a time for new goals, new beginnings, the flowers are blooming, we get the green grass coming back now finally after winter, Um, and so things are growing. Um, And so at the same time, it's also a really good time to do personal maintenance and check in on your wellness goals from the start of the year. Um, to see how you're doing or to start brand new ones that you didn't set. So it's never too late to even get going on being well and setting some personal goals. So this month um, is also Mental Health Awareness Month. So last month was Counseling Awareness Month. Um, And so we're fortunate to follow it right back up with another month to focus on uh, well-being and mental health. And so this is also a month where we get to celebrate some special people Um, which are mothers. And so I thought that it would be really good and exciting to have my second interview with someone who knows all about motherhood um, and who I, if I do say so myself, is an excellent mother. And so I think being able to feature her, um, particularly to kick off this month, is going to be pretty cool. So Emerald Couch listeners, I just want to take a second and welcome my mommy, Miss Amanda Jackson. Hey, Mama. Hey, Key. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Well, y'all heard I'm here. I'm here. I'm right here on the Emerald Couch today. So, I mean, um, so if I had to tell you a little bit about myself, you know something already. I know you know this. 
I'm extremely, I extremely proud mother of this amazing young woman who I have this great pleasure of sitting on the Ember couch today. So I'm so grateful for that. Uh, and I'm a teacher of 25 plus years. Also, I've done some part-time work in customer service management for about 14 years. So I, I live in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm a NOLA girl, 504, y'all. You heard me? Um, and what I do um, in, in my classroom, I presently I teach students with autism. And the, the kids that I um, service um, at the school that I'm, the charter school that I'm at, um, their ages range from 4 to 11. And I truly, truly can say that I enjoy the daily challenges and the joys that each day bring in the classroom. And I just couldn't see myself doing anything else at this point in my life. I really, really couldn't. Those kids bring me so much joy and so much happiness. So, I mean, and I just want to make sure that I continue being a light to them. But I don't do this all by myself, so I'm just going to pause a few minutes and give a quick shout out to two wonderful ladies who I share the classroom with, Katie Elise and Trashika Joy. So, hey, girls. (laughs) So thanks, girls, for allowing me to just be me. I know sometimes I'm a lot, but thanks. I appreciate it. I really, really do. And Dr. Daughter, my Dr. Daughter here, hey, Mm -hmm. thank you for giving me this great opportunity to share on the couch. So, you know what? Ready to talk? Yeah, let's talk. So, um, like I mentioned, we're going to really get into um, just a discussion around motherhood. So, besides me being um, a puppy mom to my dog, Cody, I don't have as much um, experience as probably many of the women who might be listening to this podcast. But also, you know, there are tons of women who maybe are like me, who at some point maybe want to be a mother um, or just want to know more about What does it mean to be a mother? And so um, this is why I thought I would bring an expert on um, to interview. I don't know about that expert job. (laughs) I think she did did a pretty good job. So so hopefully just through this conversation, um, those of you who are listening who maybe have questions, maybe some of those will get answered and even things that maybe you never thought of before hopefully will come up and just um, give you some ideas around motherhood or maybe even change your perspective a little bit. So we're just going to dive right in. Um, so mom, tell me a little bit about just how you feel like you define motherhood and kind of what is it? Oh boy, motherhood. Well, motherhood, t- t- I mean, my definition is you know, it's just one of the most important and rewarding jobs there is you know, on this earth. I mean, I can't think of anything more rewarding than being a mother in, in motherhood. And when I think of motherhood, it marks a new chapter or a new beginning, you know, in a woman's life. It, you know, and it gives you strength. It gives you confidence, things that you don't even know that you have inside of you. You know, you just build yourself up because you're not just responsible now for yourself. You have this beautiful, precious baby that you have to give your all to, you know. So becoming a a mother presents a lot of, you know, at that time it just starts to present special kinds of love, passion like you just never experienced, you know, before. You know, a mother and a true mother and a mother, yeah, I would say a true mother, I guess that's a good word to use, you know, is a selfless, loving person. You know, she, she makes many sacrifices for, you know, putting her needs aside for the needs and, you know, of that child that she has now brought into this world. And you have to truly, truly work hard and, and make sure that, you know, the child that you brought into this world 
is equipped. I mean, when I say equipped with knowledge, with skills, with abilities, you know, to make that child a competent human being, you know, I, I mean, I think that's very important. And, you know, being a mom means more than just giving birth. It means more than that. Right. You know, you're at that point, you know, you're no longer thinking about yourself you know, at that point, you have that innocent child, like I said, that baby that didn't ask to come to this world. Um, but now that that child is here, your thought process need to change. You know, you need to start from day one, day one, doing things differently. Make that mindset change. Do something with it. You know, hey, you got you're not just thinking about yourself now. Remember, that baby didn't ask to come here. I know for me, um, I know from day one. All I can think, I'm like, once I took a, a look at your beautiful face, you know, I wanted to start to immediately, I'm like, this girl don't know nothing. She don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't see no instructions pinned on you or anything. But I was like, if I mess up, what she's going to know? But in my heart, my heart of hearts, I wanted to um, show you, but I wanted to show you um, what it means to be a good person, mm -hmm. an upstanding and productive citizen. I mean, like, you know, it's just got to this world. You're worrying about those things. But again, that's what starts to happen. You know, your your mindset starts to change, you know. So, you know, I, you know, and I tell you, watching you grow and, you know, and transform from that little helpless six pounds, nine ounce girl, um, you know, to this independent, amazing human being, it blows my mind. You know, I'm going to say this in closing up that mm -hmm. question of defining. You just don't have to be a perfect mom, ladies. Just be a good mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would say that. Um, so, mom, tell me a little bit about, um, and you kind of like started to lead into this a little bit of just like the unique challenges of motherhood and like uh, be more specific, I guess, around circumstances, whether that's uniqueness of being you know a mother in general special types of mothers so um you were a special type of mother that other people may identify with so just tell me a little bit about some of the unique kind of challenges that might come up well when i think of challenges well coming from the single mother perspective you know that word single we all know what the word single single means single you're it i mean you're what that that child have you are it you know, you're on duty 24-7, 365 days, you know, and sometimes there is no help with that load of mothering. You know, I mean, I was blessed, you know, that I had a good support system. So I'm just truly, truly grateful for that, you know, that support. But everyone don't have that. So it's important to for you as the individual, as that mother, just be very strong and be courageous and make sure, you know, you do the things you know to do. And like I just, you know, alluded to earlier, you don't have to be perfect. Just be good and be the best you that you can be, because, you know, we all going to make mistakes. Because like I said, also, there was no instructions pinned to the baby when they when they made that slap and that baby said, why, why? <laughs> no, no instructions. They weren't burning out instructions. They was mm -hmm. just crying because they needed something from, you know, from the individual to get them calm or to just, you know, let them know, hey, I have arrived. Mm -hmm. uh, some other challenges that I can think about basically what would have would have come up and had come up in my situation was financial constraints. You know, I mean, having all of the necessary 
the money you needed. You know, your money is funny. Your change got strange, you know, <laughs> but you still had to make sure, you know, that that child needs were met. You know, you had to live, I mean, reasonable. I mean, you know, have a reasonable budget. And I mean, it's not always easy to budget, but again, you have to make a conscious decision, you know, like I needed that money, say for instance, if you was the first of um, the month person that got paid on the first of the month, you know, you need to make sure. And that was the only income that you had. You needed to make sure that it lasts to the 31st or the 30th or whatever um, that month ended. So it was important to try to live, you know, within your means. So I would say, you know, that's what I think is one challenge. And this I think finally, I would just say self-doubt, mm-hmm. um, you know, just not knowing, you know, as, as you know, as a single mom or just, you know, it, it, I'm sure it could be married moms also that have new, these, a just a new general. mom in general, you know, self-doubt, you know, not just not knowing if you're doing a good job with raising that child, you know, and when it comes down to, you know, you're responsible for doing everything, so making decisions and trusting that that's the best decision for that child and for you because the child don't know anything they're mm-hmm. looking to you for everything mm-hmm. so i mean and i say everything i mean everything <laughs> you know so it's important you know that you know you you know that self doubt you're going to have to press you're going to have to pray i mean you know they got this everybody's on this keep calm and pray Hey, that's what we got to do, you know, keep calm and truly just pray because I mean, that's going to be the thing that's going to help us to um to get through all the things that we would need to get through any challenges and I mean, personally that's the thing that helped me as it relate related I should say to um challenges. It's just constant prayer, you know, but I knew that it all was going to work out for our good, you know, and I trust and I believe that. Mhm. So that's definitely good examples around, particularly like single motherhood. But like you said, some of that even applies to if that's, you know, more your traditional mothers who might be married and have a spouse so that they have additional income or, um, but that still doesn't kind of warrant that that person's going to just have all the answers. Nobody's going to have all the answers. Nobody. Even the best moms. Absolutely. um, Like you said, will make mistakes. So what about any thoughts on, and these may not necessarily be, uh, the type, you know, of, of mother, that category, I guess, that you would fall under, but like other unique circumstances. So like those who might become mothers like later in life, um, you know, any thoughts around that? As uh, well? Yeah, well, what I, I mean, you know, sometimes um, people choose or, you know, choose to motherhood later in life. I mean, for, for reasons such as maybe they wanted to, you know, get things in order. You hear people say, I need to get my business straight. I'll get, mm-hmm. you know, like seek, career. get careers, mm-hmm. seek education more and do some things differently. So, I mean, sometimes I think that's a choice. I also think um, sometimes people are trying to just get their resources together, just, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that there is enough money or financial situations are set and that they have all of that they need to provide for that child, you know. And also, I just think, I mean, well, I'm not going to say I think I read, um, I, I spent a while, I don't know when and how long ago, but there are some studies that say, and like I said, I mean, I may have to go out, get offline here and go do some research to make sure, because I'd, I'd read it, but it was through a magazine or something a long time ago. But it said there was a study that said having children late in life, you know, the older you have them, you know, I mean, the, the longer you live. Mm-hmm. 
hmm, so I don't know if any truths to that, y'all. Yeah. You, you know, I don't know, but like I said, I did read it. I mean, it say you live longer. So, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, I know, you know, you want to be around for that child. You know, you always want to be able to be there, you know, and I guess taking care of yourself would do that, you know. So um, I just think that could be some of the reasons um, that I think, you know, yeah. that motherhood might be chosen later in life. Yeah. Um. I think that, you know, particularly you brought up a good point about, I think, of folks in my generation, which technically I fall in what's known as millennials, um, which is kind of a wide range because there are also people who were born in like 1999 uh, or 2000 who are also millennials. And that's a little weird for me as somebody now in my 30s. But um, I can imagine that for many of us, our generation there was like, or there is a higher, uh, I guess, expectation around mm-hmm. education, oh, around yes, financial stability, um, as a yeah. as more of a priority, right, um, right. before having a family, or um, and not because our generation, I don't think, doesn't want that, but I think having some of those same things, like you mentioned, just. Uh, wanting to have your affairs in order right, right. Um, before you're then responsible for this person, like you said, that you're fully responsible for. Yes. Um, and that can be expensive. Um, yes. And so being able, <laughs> being able to, you know, have that, I think, again, I don't necessarily know that I fall in the motherhood later in life yet. Um, I don't, cause I don't even know what that means, but being able to, you know, think about that. I think you do see a generation now of, um, people in general who want to become mothers um but they definitely have a timeline around right it. right and mm-hmm. i mean you know you hear them saying oh i got to get this done before my my biological clock ticks mm-hmm. out you know mm-hmm. i'm like what, what clock there's a clock inside of you you know i wondered <laughs> always wondered about that you know i mean I'm like i but i understood what they were saying you know mm-hmm. so like i said that later in life and that could be some of the reasons and and i'm sure there's some other reasons that i just don't you know know right right off but i mean that is what I really think Mm -hmm. some of the main reasons are. Mm -hmm. So I think another, um, I guess, non-traditional sort of circumstance or unique circumstance um, is sort of like loss around motherhood, which comes in like a variety of forms, right? So actually, you know, losing a mother, um, being a mother to a child that may experience a loss Mm -hmm. um and then also mothers who you know experience loss of a child so like those all come in all different forms and so it really i feel like pulls out probably different um needs from that mother who is kind of in the center of all of that Mm -hmm. um to be able to obviously keep herself well but then support the people around her right also going maybe through through that process through that process yes any thoughts on sort of those circumstances yeah i mean because when you you know the loss of a mother oh my god that is one very painful thing Mm -hmm. and like you say nothing I mean absolutely nothing um, you know can prepare you for you know a loss such as that Uh, and like you said too I mean you yes you as the you know lost your mom but you have your daughter who has just lost her grandmother Mm -hmm. so you know and again trying to keep 
yourself together in order to help her process you know so you have to be a little extra strong you know and get some strength and you know so you you better pull on something that's a higher power than yourself and it's sure not you're not going to get it i mean like i said not putting nobody out there you know you're not going to find it at the bottom bottom of a bottle you know you're not going to find it in alcohol drugs or any of those things you know you're going to have to see christ in that but um when i think about you know you know i think about my mom you know um who i lost um it'll be six years um in august this august august 2nd will be six years but when i was born my mom was 30. Mm -hmm. she was 30 years old and when she passed away I was, you know, I was 52. So again, she was 30 when, you know, but I was 52. But nevertheless, you never, never are ready for that person to leave you. I mean, even at 52, I mean, hey, I was just lost, you know, because, you know, she brought me home from the hospital when she was 30. I mean, she did what I pray that I have done for you, took care and did all the things that, you know, needed to happen. You know, and, you know, she did all of that. But at 52, I still wasn't ready to let go of mom, you know. But, I mean, again, you know, things happen when, you know, you get sick and, you know, and you can't do anything, you know, some illnesses. And I know all sickness is not unto death. But at when God has that appointed time, you know, it has to, it happens. Um, you know, so, I mean, when you think of mom, think about, you know, your mom, your mother, you know, that's your, your first friend, your first playmate. You know, she's the one who rocked you as a baby. She patched up those bruises. You know, she, you know, talked and soothed your doubts, your heartaches. You know, she coached you, you know, on the do's and don'ts. She was the one who coached me on the do's and don'ts of motherhood. And I'm sure she got what she gave me from her mom. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, like you say, you know, that's a circle. That's a connection. But like I say, you do, you never want to that part of your life to end but you know and that's why we you know have to take care of ourselves and be strong you know and my mother was the biggest part of my life you know she's the reason you know I, I feel right now that she's the reason that I'm able to to be sitting on the ember couch today mm -hmm. you know um when I think about the death of my mom the the death of my mom was the actual it was the first deep, deep sorrow of wept mm -hmm. that I had to experience without her. Mm. Normally, I would count right. on her. her. I would have her. So, I mean, so, you know, I had to go through the loss of her without her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that was really tough. Yeah. You know, and, and my sister shared something with me, you know, which I didn't know this. But, again, I go back, like I said, when you said a marriage until death do you part. That's what parted me and my mom was debt. We we had never separated from one another, mm -hmm. you know, so that was the thing that did that. And what she shared with my sister was that, you know, the one that's the closest to you, that's the one that's going to take things the hardest. And I didn't know about this probably until maybe years, a year or so. My sister shared that with me, letting me know that mom had said that for them to, you know, to look out for me, mm -hmm. you know, that it was going to be harder on me. But again, because of Christ, 
I was able to stand tall and try to help you through that process because, you know, she was a major part of your life. I mean, she was probably just as big a part of your life as I was. So, I mean, we were so connected, you know, we used to kind of think of ourselves as the three musketeers, right. you know, so, uh, you know, you saw one, you saw us yeah, all, you know, we, can, we far behind. yeah, you know, we was a pack, you know, yeah. so, um, you know, so, I mean, that, you know, let me know that, you know, it's, you know, the loss, you know, is, is great. But again, you can get through it. You can survive it. You can go on, you know, because, you know, because of the strength that I know my mom, she was a phenomenal woman and the strength that she had. And she would, you know, she would in her sick days, she would just wake up out of a sleep and just tell me how good God was. I mean, I'm like, this lady is here aching from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, but she's realizing that God is still good. Mm -hmm. So that same God that she relied on, I had to rely on him. Mm -hmm. I had to get through that because she had instilled so much in me. So, you know, I, let me stop right here and just say to my mom who's no longer here, I'm going to say thank you, mom. Yeah. I love you and miss you still. Yeah. And I, I think I love that, you know, and even in talking about loss, the bigger part of that message that I feel like I took was around legacy being created and even you know not having that person there physically because of all of the things that you know she instilled in you in the years that she was in your life um, that you were able you know to really carry things into your own role as a mom um, as a woman yeah. as a as a person um, and so in that I had sense, a good guide right and so in that sense while, like I said, a physical loss happens, there is still a part of her that sort of remains and that Absolutely. you then get to pass down to me and I hopefully pass down to someone else. And like Absolutely. you said, she had also probably acquired skill from her mother and Absolutely. her mother's mother. And so Absolutely. Um, I think it just speaks to like just the power of the role of a mom. Oh, and, yes. You know, that it's pretty amazing yes I like I said it's the most important job is rewarding as I mean a mother oh my gosh um tell me a little bit just to make the connection to you know particularly for our listeners who come for um, discussions around like mental health so this connection and, and you've touched on a lot of this already with ways that um, a mom has to sort of you know take good care of herself in order to be able to be uh, the best she can in her role as a mother but what advice do you have for mothers in reference to um, you know things like mental health and wellness like what are your thoughts on, on that? First and foremost I would say um, you know to the audience be true to yourself listen you know to your body um, if it seems like something is off check it out don't let it linger you know take time and take time to pamper yourself when you can, you know, take a me day. Hey, what is a me day? It's all about you, you know, so take a me day every once in a while. And, you know, always find something that makes you laugh, that makes your heart happy, and just truly enjoy it, you know, because... You know, we have so much in society that goes on around us. You know, sometimes we feed off all of the negative that's around us. So we have to always find ourselves, get ourselves centered into something that we can just hold on to keep our mental health in place, you know, because we have to realize that 
we ourselves have the power to change the way we cope with situations and circumstances, you know, and, and for me, as I age, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, there yet, but anyway, as I age, if you need to start to write things down, write them down. It's okay. You know, so anything that's going to help you to keep yourself together and keep, stay on track, keep up with things that you need to do, write those things down and just try to keep doing what you need to do in order to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll just say this finally with mental health, it won't look the same on every mom or every person, mm -hmm. you know, but you need to know your signs. Yeah. You need to know when things are unraveling, mm -hmm. you know, so just know yourself. Mm -hmm. Being attentive to Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when you see a little, little crazy going on there, hey, recognize that, hey, yeah. this, this ain't right. Yeah. This, something's going on here. This yeah. is not my normal way. This is, you know, this is just not me. Yeah. So recognize mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And do something about do it. Do something, by all means. So what about um, still with mental health, but this idea of like when challenges come. So you mentioned earlier in, in some of your responses, the types of challenges, finances, not really knowing, you know, where to begin with new motherhood, um, loss, all kinds of things. But like, do you have, you know, specific advice around how someone should go about overcoming challenges to again keep themselves well keep their mental stability any thoughts about overcoming challenges well i would say you know the first and first thing i would say change your mindset mm -hmm. you know let the mindset change focus on the positive you know don't dwell so much on the the negative because you know the challenge is there it's you know obviously it's, it's there so you're trying to cope with it so hey Focus on the positive part. Even though it may be a negative situation, you can find a silver lining somewhere in that particular um, circumstance. Again, I just alluded to that earlier too, keeping a journal. I mean, sometimes, you know, things may happen and it may happen, have happened last year. And you remember how it, it got to a point that you just felt like you maybe couldn't go on or what have you. Write that down so that, and then you can go back and revisit that if you need to, if you feel like that is arising again, you know, in your life, you know, and set goals. You know, I mean, if challenges, if things, you know, just set some goals and, the, the pretending part this is the part I just say too don't pretend you know that you got it all together that you got it going on if you don't have it going on admit that hey throw up that flag I need some help over here mm -hmm. you know I'm drowning <laughs> you know hey somebody reach me a lifeline mm -hmm. you know so make sure you know you, you know the pretending put that aside and you know and just don't give up and you know don't overwork yourself and burden yourself with trying to handle five problems at one time. Take one of them, work it out, knock it down, and move forward. Mm -hmm. Move to the next. And probably, you know, eventually you'll start seeing some patterns that you're using to conquer those challenges. So when some of those things may arise again, you know, you'll say, you know what? I dealt with this before. I, oh, I know. I see that trick. I know how to handle that. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, you'll be able to overcome challenges like that. So, that would be some of my suggestions. I mean, like I said, I'm not the mental expert here. That's your department. But, I, <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I would say. No, I think very good. I think that's, <laughs> that's great advice. Um, and I think to, to bring that together, and you alluded to this even in your first response of, like, you've mentioned, like, pampering and just kind of taking good care of yourself. Any 
advice around like self-care, even things that you do to take care of yourself that um, is beneficial? Well, um, yeah, um, you know, basically you have to sometimes plan your self-care. I mean, plan if necessary. Make an appointment with yourself. You know, say, hey, I mean, this is what I'm going to do to take care of myself today. This is what I'm going to do this week. You know, I'm going to take a long walk. I'm going to listen to some jazzy music or even put on my dancing shoes. I'm not <laughs> dancing anymore. Y'all got a bummed up knee here. Especially with that jazzy music. You know, so, <laughs> you know, so watch some great movies. I mean, take time. Like I say, if you have to plan your self-care, plan it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we plan everything else, right, so right. why not, you know, plan it, you know, and yes, the, the one here, man, I see this so much, we don't know how to put those phones down and all this social media, unplug for a while, y'all, mm-hmm. unplug, you know, hey, just unplug yourself for a little bit, free yourself, if you will, free yourself, and with a little bit of attention to, the, you know, to yourself and your own self-care, you know, You'll feel more connected to yourself and others again. It will happen. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like plan that care. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think definitely very good advice, both for mothers, but even just for everybody. Just in how do you address, you know, mental health concerns, self-care, challenges in a way um, that it doesn't allow you to get completely bogged down um, with life. Because life has its ups and downs, but yes. being able to not be overtaken um, by anything, um, and kind of also believing that you can overcome anything, right, right. Um, is a good a good sort of mental place to be in to allow you to always think positively. Um, so I know I've asked some really good questions, but this is probably going to be the best question. Oh my I god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Had to say, oh it. my god! I hope I can live up to it, y'all. <laughs> some I might have to surrender. To somebody throw me a lifeline. <laughs> so. <laughs> One of the things that, you know, I think, again, and this goes back to something you brought up earlier about just sort of um, how things get carried down from generations of like, you know, what does it take to be a mom and what does that look like? But um, for you specifically, what has it been like to be my mom? Like, what did it take for you to get me to this place now? And like you said, you you hope that you've done a good job I think you definitely have but what are the things and again that may be challenges and maybe ways you have to take care of yourself or anything but what's it what's that been like for you I mean boy I oh man that's really that's there is no I mean it's a great question and I mean and I I can say a, a thousand things right now just like blown away because you are such a easy child to to raise I mean you know you didn't you know you wanted to study hard you wanted to go to school you wanted to be a success you wanted to be you know do all things you know right and make good decisions I mean so it's just you know to say being your mom oh man that's absolutely the best feeling it's just indescribable (laughs) I mean oh my god I just I don't have I I, like I say words just escape me you got me off guard with that one I I don't know but I mean and every day you know you give me new reasons to be to be proud of you well let me see if I can uh, I see if I can sum this thing up Mm, mm, (laughs) indescribable oh my god Oh, man. You know, like I said, well, I'm going to say this, too. You know, and I, I, I really like the way that you're, you're grown into a compassionate, kind, and thoughtful young woman. But if I had to give it something, 
and say something about being your mom. Well, you don't eat this, but when I think about chocolate, now I don't know where I'm going with this, y'all. So, <laughs> yeah, I but, definitely don't eat chocolate. Yeah, you don't eat chocolate, but you know, I'm just smooth, creamy, just delicious, just oh, just oh. just wonderful. I mean, you you know, I mean, just fruity. You know, I mean, I mean, I just man, you got me there. You know, but and I know you don't like it, but I mean, you just you know, fun. You've just been a phenomenal daughter, but. I, and I know I said something early in self-care or one of the areas about watching movies, but I'm going to try to tie this into what I like about being your mom. I'm going to say this, and I think I'm just going to cut off because I'm going to get emotional. I'm trying to be. Y'all just don't know, man. I'm on the hot seat in here uh, on this emerald couch. You know, well, I'm going to say this. What is like being your mom? It's like watching this great movie where the star of the movie is you. You keep shining brighter and brighter, and I never want the movie to end. Mm, that's deep, y'all. That's <laughs> only a mama could say that. That's, well, that's smooth and creamy. <laughs> <laughs> like chocolate yeah. that I don't eat. <laughs> Try it. You might like it. <laughs> So well, and what do you feel like were the, you know, the things then in being proud and then feeling like, you know, obviously, and I hope you feel like you've done a great job. Like, what did yeah. it take? Like, what what did you have to um, either acquire, like, you know, skill wise or what support did you even have to have or what things did you have to tell yourself to to feel like you did a good job? I had to tell myself every day, get up, girl, get up, <laughs> look at that, look at that beautiful little baby, get up, you know, and it just, well, and I think I alluded to this also earlier, it took constant prayer, mm -hmm. it took self-determination, mm -hmm. definitely, you know, hard work, but it was worth, it was worth fighting for, that was, def you know, it was worth it, I mean, it was hard work, but it was definitely worth it, you know, because, you know, making sure, I wanted to make sure that you didn't need to worry about if we was going to have enough money, if there's going to be food on the table. Those were that's what I needed to worry about. Mm -hmm. And I saw how hard my mom and my dad worked to make sure our family had those things. And I wanted to make sure you know those were worries you didn't need to you know need mm -hmm. to have. Mm -hmm. I was I wanted to center our life around that when we when I didn't have a dime in my pocket. You didn't need to know that. That was not your worry, not your care. Mm -hmm. All you know, if you needed something or you wanted something, sometimes, like I said, you didn't get, you know, made sure you had all your needs and may, you know, and try to fulfill, you know, a lot of your wants. But I mean, so that, you know, was key thing to me to not, you know, not have to have you worry about it. Let me do the worry, you know, but I was in the end, I just know that God was going to work everything out. You know, I mean. I just knew, and I, I think about this scripture in Jeremiah 1 and 5, and it said, you know, before I formed you in the womb, you know, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you, and I appointed you. So God knew you. He knew me. And I knew in the end, everything was going to work out. So I just stayed firm, stayed fast to my belief that I needed, you know, to keep calm and pray. Mm -hmm. And so those were the things, you know, and, you know, it's just nothing that, you know, could, I mean, I could have 
done, nothing I could have said that would have prepared, you know, prepared me for what has transpired in your life because it was predestined already by God. You know, it was just predestined what you would become. And again, I said, I, and I'll say until my last breath, how extremely proud I am of you. You know, I mean, I just, a mother couldn't ask for more in a daughter than I, what I have in you. And I am so extremely grateful and proud to have you as my daughter. I'm just glad, you know, that he chose me as your mom. Oh, thank you, Mama. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so, um, I hope um, I answered that. You did. No, okay, you did, great. Okay, okay. Um, I think being able to um, recognize, I think, and sharing a little bit of my own experiences, the thought that I know I have friends who don't have that uh, same either relationship with their mom or um, just not the level of like closeness um, that we share. And so, you know, even in thinking about Mother's Day for a lot of friends that I have who, you know, either don't really celebrate it um, yeah. or who, you know, maybe some of the things we already talked about, like they've lost the mom already. And so being able um, to always know that I appreciate you just as oh. much um, because I, I know that um, our relationship is unique um, as, as I think it feels common for us because it's normal. And so we, yeah. you know, I, I don't think we take it for granted, but I think, you know, we, it, we're used to it and we don't expect it to be anything else. And um, I do know though that that is a gift because yes, there are yes. people who definitely don't have that. So I appreciate you for sharing your thoughts around what it takes or what it took. Um, and I think still takes because I still call my mom for like everything. And I don't even, mind, y'all. Even the, the weirdest thing, y'all. Like you have no idea. We're not going to talk about that on there. But um, <laughs> anything yeah, that we'll I have a question about, that. in my mind, she has the answer. And she may not, but in my mind, she does. So that's always going to be my first call. Um, so I know that, one, you've taken a lot of time to share with me today, but I wanted to it's make been sure my pleasure. We, um, close out a little bit and like, you know, just allow you if you have any other, you know, words of advice um, from mothers or people who maybe, you know, want to become mothers one day, maybe they're not yet, but um, any final thoughts or any closing words of advice? Uh, our motherhood, you know, I would want you to think about I mean, like I said, I told you to do some self-care, go out and do some things you like. But I want you to also know that motherhood is not a hobby. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a hobby. It's, it's a calling from God. I mean, you know, you don't go around having or collecting children because they're cute. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need to make sure you're ready to put your needs and your needs and your desires aside. Once God blesses you with that wonderful gift in the form of a child and you know and if if you do that you're placing uh value on what god values mm -hmm. life and love you know um i also read something and i just want to throw this in here at this point you know about prayer because i'm I, i'm alluding to it being a calling from god and um and I think it was Oswell Chambers that wrote this, wrote this and said, we tend to use prayer as a last resort, but God wants it to be our first line of defense. We pray when there's nothing else we can do 
But God wants us to pray before we do anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, um, in closing, I would like to just say to, you know, to each and every mother and women that, you know, that may be desiring to be mothers, you know, that who will listen to this, of course, this uh, Mother's Day Emerald Couch podcast. I'll just say to you ladies, keep mothering. The ones that are not mothers, start mothering and pray much. And finally, just know that I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> and that's why we need mamas, because they always have just the right advice and um, ways to be able to make you um, feel sort of that that unconquerable sort of spirit that I think all of us need at points in our lives to be able to achieve what we want to achieve, to take good care of ourselves, um, and to be the individual, whether mothers, fathers, siblings, um, that we want to be. Um, There's something very inspiring about having a mother, or even for those that maybe don't have earthly mothers, mother figures, um, to allow them to pour into you and give you what you need to be your very best. So... Anything else? Mm, well, no. I'm just so excited to have been on this Emerald Couch. I, I'm just excited. I mean, this has just been great. I mean, of course. I mean, I don't know. I thought I was going to have to ask for your autograph, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I'm so excited. I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Well, definitely. Thanks to my mama for being on the thanks Emerald for having Couch. Um, being able to be a guest is definitely something that um, I already like have had in my mind when I started this. I think I waited until as close as possible as I could to tell her so she wouldn't back out on me. Um, but she's here. She did it. It was great. <laughs> oh, well, um, I sure hope And we definitely enjoy it. So thank you again for sure for being on there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And definitely a shout out to all the mothers out there. Yes. Um, we wish you a very, very happy Mother's happy Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um, and so we, we pray many blessings on um, yes. your time as a mother and that yes. you can even take some of the things we've talked about today and hopefully utilize them um, as you continue your walk in motherhood. So happy, happy, happy Mother's Day. So we are going to take a break right there. We'll be right back with our pop psych moment of the week and um, our small talk bookshelf. We'll be right back. kick off our pop psych moment of the week um and so obviously this is our segment where we kind of bridge the gap between um psychology and what's going on in pop culture and maybe make a connection for those of us who um don't necessarily dive into what mental health is all about always because most of you guys don't do what i have to do every day um so being able to make a connection is important but hopefully also fun so i'm gonna say a name that I think has been uh, everywhere within the past week, maybe even two weeks, um, and that would be Mr. Kanye West. So um, as a precursor, this isn't going to be like 
about the political things that he has said recently, so I'm not going to get into those comments. Um, but I do <laughs> want to talk about um, something that even came up today a little bit in our earlier conversation uh, with my mom about the underlying themes of like mental health and grief, um, especially since we're talking about mothers and motherhood um, today yes. and just how important that role is. And so obviously, um, you know, people have a lot of opinions about some of the things that Kanye has said this week. Um, and something that I've also seen that hasn't been probably out there as much, but probably should be a little bit more is around sort of this idea of grief and loss, which is definitely something for those who are Kanye fans or at least know a little bit about him that he's experienced in a, in a major way, um, but also a little bit about accountability. Um, and so I think being able to recognize that transitions um, in life are really tough. Um, there's always, you know, uncertainties or things that come up that we don't expect that definitely um, affect the way we operate in our life areas. And so being able to make sure that as someone experiences loss, um, you know, that we do offer sympathy and empathy towards them. But there is also a level of accountability. And so this is what I think when I'm looking at social media or talking with friends, um, people, you know, are, are kind of on two sides of, you know, to be empathetic towards Kanye because of, you know, we all know like he lost his mother and that was really, really hard. We heard it in his music. We saw it in interviews. We've seen it in his behaviors. Um, and then there's this other side of it, though, that at some point for him to um, acknowledge and take that accountability for the person who his mother also raised. And so... Um, I think fans are in like a tight spot um, trying to figure out, you know, do we want, quote unquote, the old Kanye um, or this sort of new Kanye who, again, is definitely um, a result of a multitude of things, which includes the grief and the loss of his mom. And so um, I think if anything else, being able to kind of, you know, just put that on folks' minds to think about, I'm not going to tell you what to think. I'm not necessarily sure I know what I think yet. Um, but definitely it's been something that's been out there this past week, um, for sure, of just where people kind of stand with that. And obviously, you know, how do we offer empathy and support to somebody who definitely may be hurting? And so um, just in keeping with our theme around motherhood and mothers, definitely making sure that, you know, wellness and utilizing your life to honor the legacy of someone you've lost, um, particularly if it's your mom, um, is usually at the forefront of somebody's actions. And so being able um, to see that in, in maybe what we see going on with Kanye is just something to think about. Again, I don't have all the answers, um, but I think being able to recognize that um, definitely a, a merging or a way to see the worlds of pop culture and mental health merge um, in something that all of us in some way probably can relate to, whether you're a music fan of Kanye, um, you've experienced the loss of a mother, or um, you just have an opinion in general around, you know, what should happen um, around somebody's sort of way in which they present themselves based on maybe who they were taught to be. So that, my friends, is our pop psych moment of the week, all about Mr. Kanye. Um, so we're moving into our last segments. Um, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode so far, but... Um, our last two segments, which are our kind of signature ones, are our Ask Dr. LP segment. So we don't have any questions this week. So um, I think Dr. Baker came in last week, asked a really, really good, deep question. 
Um, and maybe that scares some of y'all. So hopefully you'll remember this week to submit some on the website. Um, you can DM us through uh, Instagram or on Facebook. But any questions that you have, whether it's about the previous episode or something that's going on in your lives that you don't mind sharing with all of our Emerald Couch listeners, definitely submit those and send them in. Um, and then our last sort of signature segment is our small talk bookshelf. So this is where I usually share um, what I'm reading or maybe what I'm watching, my favorites around um, literature that have to do with mental health. Um, but this week, I'm actually going to talk about, or I'm not going to talk about, I'm going to highlight what it is and I'll let mom maybe share something really quick about why um, it's on her bookshelf. But um, the small talk bookshelf of the week that we've picked is Purpin Driven Life by uh, Rick Warren. And mom, could you share maybe just um, why why this is on your bookshelf and how has maybe it helped you or how you might think it could help somebody else? I mean, when I, I first um, got this book, I mean, I think we studied it through our Bible study class at our church, you know, and I mean, and just the purpose-driven life. I'm like, man, what is this book going to be all about? Well, just simply ask yourself, what on earth am I here for? And so, I mean, and that book was all about just trying to dive deep into why you're here. What's your purpose for being here on this earth? You know, maybe you were put here to be that good mother. Not like I say, don't have to be the perfect, but be that good mother, a good sister, whatever you, there was, there is a purpose for every person. So that, I mean, and I just continue to read and read and read and it just sums up. I mean, and I'll just give you this last little bit and it says, you know, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for long before we first heard of Christ. He had his eyes on you. He had his eyes on me. He had designs on us for a glorious living. He wanted us to live glorious, you know, and a part of that was the overall purpose that he saw a working design, working it out for everything and everyone. So this book will be a part of my bookshelf forever because sometimes you have to go back and just go back and remind yourself when things get a little tough sometimes you know what am I here for so that's my bookshelf yeah thanks for sharing that so folks that brings us to the end of episode four we thank you so much for listening I thank my very special guest who's here with me today Um, we have hopefully more great shows coming up um, with some very interesting topics. Again, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So um, even though the Emerald Couch is really about mental health all the time, I'm going to try to make May a little bit special um, just to make sure that we highlight that because, again, it's definitely something that um, we need to talk more about. So if you haven't already, make sure that you like and follow us on social media. Um, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Share it with a friend. And tune in next week to the Emerald Couch. Later. Later.